0: This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3756 from Monday, the 26th of December, 2022. Today's show is entitled Verify Yourself on Mastodon with PGP and Kioxide. It is hosted by Klaatu and is about 32 minutes long. It carries a clean flag. The summary is: verify your Mastodon account using newpgandchioxide.org. Hi everybody, this is CLAT2, and wow is Mastodon popular all of a sudden. I want to talk about getting verified, there are air quotes around verified, on Mastodon. This is a, a kind of a big topic because as people look at Mastodon as a potential platform for their microblogging needs, they apparently want to make sure that they're the only one of them on that platform. Which, if you think about it, is kind of funny as as often as there are emails email addresses i mean as 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 easy as it is to get an email address under anybody's name it, it seems to me like people would not be that scared of a thing that that didn't have complete certainty that you were the only one of you on the platform there's there's potential for tricking people into thinking that you are that that i am someone else online aplenty. It's not something that's unique to Mastodon, and quite obviously it's it wasn't unheard of on what people are going to Mastodon to get away from, which is, of course, Twitter. But I guess Twitter had a system by which someone somewhere would award you a blue circle with a white checkmark in it as long as you could convince them that you were who you said you were. If you got the blue circle with a white check mark, then everyone on the internet had to agree under legal obligation that you were that 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 account was really you. And of course that obviously doesn't truly check out, right? That's that's not a system of verification. That is that is a system of of claiming an identification. There's no guarantee ever that the person on the other side of the computer that you are reading the tweets from was the physical dna specimen that you believe that it was but people seem to have a lot of confidence in that blue circle with a white check mark in it and so they want to see something similar on mastodon mastodon does not have a blue circle with a ch- white check mark or rather it does if you want to add it to your profile name you can find an emoji of that symbol and type it into your profile name, and then you suddenly have a blue circle with your white checkmark in it. But Mastodon does, in your profile, award green checkmarks. Well, I say Mastodon. Mastodon doesn't really do anything. It's just a platform. You are able to give yourself a green checkmark. How do you do that? Well, the easy way is to get go, go into your profile, go go to edit your profile, scroll down through the, the different preferences until you find something called verification. Under verification, there is a link. It's just a normal ahref, so it's, it's a, an HTML tag that, takes you fr- the, that, that points actually back to Mastodon. It's a link to your profile. The significant thing about it, though, is that it has a special attribute called rel, R-E-L, equals, quote, me, close quote. So, left angle bracket a space href equals quote, uh, in my case, https colon slash slash mastodon dot xyz slash at symbol clatu close quote space rel equals quote me close quote, right right angle bracket um, follow me on social media left angle bracket slash a right angle bracket. So it's just a normal old HTML link hyperlink except it has this special attribute that claims that rel equals me, and of course the href attribute is pointing to your Mastodon profile that you want the green check mark to be awarded to. What do you do with this link? Well, you go and put it on a website that people on the internet agree that you control, or, or that you actually do control. I mean, I guess it doesn't actually matter that people on the internet acknowledge that, but you, you can, if you have the ability to put that link on a website, then you put the link on that website. You tie these two together, the Mastodon profile and the random website that you control enough to put that website link onto, you tie them together by pasting the URL where that link appears into your Mastodon profile and then the Mastodon interface sees that there's a web address in your profile. It checks the location, the destination of that web address. If it finds a href blah rel equals me at that location, then it puts a green check mark by that web address. So all you're doing is confirming that the same entity controlling your Mastodon account is the same entity controlling a website. And really honestly, I mean that's practically as good as online verification gets. You 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 can confirm through this that the same person did two th- two different things at two different places more or less. And you can't confirm that that person is the same person that you shook hands with at that one technical conference. They might have someone doing their bidding. You don't know, but you do know that they have at least that they they have knowledge this 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 person has knowledge of both, knowledge and control over both of these web locations. That's pretty good verification for internet stuff, about as good as you can get. And I do say about. I I was having a conversation with someone on Mastodon about these concepts, and I found out through this conversation that there's a new um, project, I, I say new, new to me, a, a project called KeyOxide that's K-E-Y-O-X-I-D-E dot org KeyOxide and KeyOxide is a way is a project that wants to sort of tether your PGP key or GNU PG whatever your pretty good privacy cryptographic key it wants to tether that key between or, or rather to your Mastodon profile this way you can now confirm to your own encrypted key, your, well, the, the, the public key, to which you hold the secret key. So Key Oxide just makes it easy, well, I, sh- I say easy, it, it is attempting to make it easy for you to make changes to your encrypted keychain that can then be verified by other online applications. The documentation is a little bit rough. There's no sense of a sort of a, a workflow. So I'm going to attempt to distill all of that here now into easy-to-follow steps, so that if you want to verify your Mastodon account or some other account by your encrypted key, then you're able to do that. The advantage to this, by the way, before we get started, is, of course, the the web of trust that PGP encourages you to build. Now, if you're like me and you haven't built a web of trust, really it's kind of useless, all you're doing... I, I, actually, I say I haven't built a web of trust. I've built, I've built a small web of trust, although I haven't had that web of trust sign my key. It's been a purely functional web of trust. Certain people do email me with PGP uh, encrypted emails using my, my key, in my public key. Uh, and I email them back using their public key. So there is trust there. It's simply that I haven't, I can't prove to you, dear listener, that there's trust, because I haven't had anyone sign my key. So that's, but that's my shortcoming. And, and anyway, the point is, if you want to build a ring of trust, you know, a web of trust in your key ring, then you can do that. And then people can look at your gpg key, look at your mastodon account and other things that you've linked back to your gpg your key oxide profile page and and kind of confirm that again the entity controlling this encrypted key who other people believe to be authentic because they've met them and signed their key to attest that yes this this human does have access to this key, that bolsters trust in that key. And so now it does start to seem like, yeah, that probably is the same human doing things online, because they keep pointing back to this key, which other humans have confirmed was physically present, as it were, along with the actual human whose hand they shook when they were signing the key. Okay, so how do you work with key oxide? Key oxide the, the documentation is there. If you can make heads or tails of it, congratulations. Here's what I've got for you though. I'm gonna take you through the whole process assuming that, w- without assuming, that you have even a key created. Now, if you do have a, cre- a key created, you should assume, you should pretend like you don't have a key created. I'm not saying create a new key. I'm just saying listen to every step. Because there were some surprises along the way that, I mean, just really, really shocked me. Because I thought I had GPG as figured out as anybody else could. I mean, it's a pretty big system. It's it's a lot to take in. But, I mean, I use it a lot. I feel relatively comfortable with the commands. I felt like I knew where to look F- when I needed to reference a command component that I didn't know, and-, and yet there were still surprises. So please, if you want to go down this path, just pretend like you're like you're completely new, new to all of this. It, it will you-, you you will thank yourself later. Okay, so the first thing that you do is you generate. You want to generate a key, and like I say, if you already have a, a key uh, generated, then you don't have to do that. But um, but I'll just pretend like you don't, just so we hear all the steps. Okay, so the first thing you do is uh, let's use GPG2. I I find that easier to use myself. Um, So I'm gonna do GPG2 dash dash full dash generate dash key. This is the so these are all the prompts. And uh, your first question is gonna be RSA and RSA, which is the default, or you can do DSA and ElGamal or DSA sign only or RSA sign only I'm just gonna go one which is the default and then it asks me how what kind of key do I want it can be from 1024 to 4096 long it says what key size do you want and the default is 3072 I'm just gonna go for broke 4096 should this key expire I'm gonna say no I'll revoke it if I need it to expire is this correct yes Okay, now it needs information about me. So I'm gonna put down that my real name is Clatu, My email is clatu at example.com. A comment. I don't need a comment. Uh, is everything okay? Yes, everything's okay. Now I need a, a passphrase for this thing. Bogus one two three. Bogus one two three. And now it's asking me to generate some entropy by moving my mouse around and moving windows around. Uh, if you're in a modern system, it doesn't take long. It used to take quite a while. There we go. Looks good. Spits out sort of a report for me, and that is that I have now a, a key, and there's this big long string of numbers. 22420E4438 and so on. That's the, that's an identifier for your key. You're going to need that, so don't don't close your terminal yet. You're gonna, you're gonna use that next. But before we do that, I'm going to... I'm going to pause. And I'm going to say, what if you already had a key? If you've already got a key, then all you need to do really is find out the, the big long number, that fingerprint, if, if you don't have that already. It's easy to get. Um, you just do a gpg2-list-secret-keys, and it gives you a report on all the secret keys that you hold. Find the one, if you have more than one secret key. And you may. You, you might have a secret key for K-Wallet, uh, a secret key for your personal emails, a, a personal key for your work email. Who knows? So find the one that you actually want to use. Here's the here's Klaatu at example.com. I'll select that. And, uh, it, it shows you the, the big long number. So this is good. That's That's an identifier that you can use pretty consistently throughout this process. So now you need to... We're gonna edit this key that we just created. So, gpg2 dash dash edit dash key. And then you're gonna paste in the big long number, the fingerprint. I'll call that the fingerprint from now on. All right, so that kinda dumps us into a, a gpg prompt. And right above the prompt are some details about this about this key. It's telling us things like, um, what is it telling us, I don't know. Uh, secret key. It's a SEC, not a PUB public secret. So this is an SEC key that we're looking at. RSA 4096, great. created today, uh, expires never, and so on. So it, it gives us some information. What we need to do is add something called a notation. Now I didn't know notation existed. I didn't know that was a thing until this process, so that, that's that's one of those things that I learned from from doing this so that was kind of cool but the way that we we do that is we just type in well actually you know what right now you probably only have one user if you just created this key you probably only have one user ID associated with this account and you see the name of that user ID it says uh, ultimate one Dot at example.com so that that's that's indicating to you that there's one email address associated with this secret key. And that, that's pretty typical. Uh, me, I have lots of email addresses associated with my keys because I've either changed emails or I have different emails for different audiences or, or whatever. Or I have different versions of the same email. My work email has both my first name and my, my first and my last name. I have, I have both available at my work. So, you know, you might have more than one UID. You need to proclaim, you need to appoint one as the primary user. So if you if if you need to do that, you type in UID, UID. Oh, okay. Well, I can't do it because I only have one. So you type in UID, you hit return, and then, uh no, you know what? Maybe I can do, yes, okay. UID space one. That's what you type, sorry. UID space one or whatever, you know, one, two, three. Let's say you have three... Clatu uh, at example, Clatu einzelganger at, at example, and Clatu uh, at hackerpublicradio.org. Whichever one of those that I, I want to have as the primary user of this key, and I do need to designate one. I would do UID space and then the number of that of that user ID. You then get a little asterisk by that number. That's the selected UID. Now at the prompt. You just type the word primary. It's asking me for confirmation, so I type in my password, and I've just designated m- myself as the primary user of this key. That is significant. You should do it. Okay, next I'm gonna add notation. This is the part that key oxide specifically requires for it f- for key oxide to to function correctly. This is the thing that key oxide looks at, actually. So notation. Enter the notation, it says. All right, so this is special um, code uh, that Key Oxide recognizes. It is the word proof, P-R-O-O-F, as in prove it, proof. Proof at Ariadne, A-R-I-A-D-N-A, that's Alpha Romeo Indigo, Alpha Delta November Echo, dot I-D, that's Indigo Delta, equals... The, the path to your Mastodon profile. So it, it could be https colon slash slash mastodon dot xyz slash at symbol clatu. That's me on, on Mastodon, by the way. Follow me if you'd like to. Um, that, that takes you to a profile page. You need to know your Mastodon handle, which is, you know, the at and then some some word. That's kind of your account. And you need to know the server on which your Mastodon account is hosted. That's the Mastodon instance. And there are lots out there. There's Mastodon.social, there's Mastodon.xyz, there's Mastodon org or, or com or something, lots of, or social, I don't know. Lots are out there. You, you'll know what it is because that's the site you go to to log into Mastodon. So you're just pointing this proof at Ariadne.id to your mastodon user page the the one that you want to authenticate or or, or rather verify using this key all right so i've just hit return again so so that's been taken you don't get to see your notation um, to see the notation if you don't believe that it's there it hasn't been saved yet by the way so um, to see it you can do show pref all one string show pref s-h-o-w-p-r-e-f hit return and then you get to see extra data about your, your key, including notations. So you will see the notation there. I'm gonna type save, and that also that, that saves what I've just done, and it, it boots me out of GPG. Now I'm back to my normal terminal prompt. Now stop. If you're familiar with GPG, and and you're like me, you probably think you know what to do next. You think you're going to type in a command to update your key to a key server somewhere. Don't do that, honestly. You have to do it a different way. If 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 you are glutton for punishment, please by all means do it some other way, and let me know what happens because I had a bunch of failed attempts at this, um, but and it, it didn't work until I did exactly these steps that I'm about to give you. But I I had so many failed attempts that I can't figure out if. The failures were because I was not doing what I'm saying I, you should do or, or whether I was just doing what I was doing incorrectly. But I, I honestly think that this is exactly what you have to do. You have to go to keys.openpgp.org. Now, I mean everything in me says that there shouldn't be anything special about that about that um, about that particular server. And as far as I know, um, there isn't. But you do need to, I think, f- first of all, don't listen to me. There's something special about that server. You have to do it at openpgp.org or none of this will work. Okay, that's what I want to say. Or that's what I need to say. Because that, that was my result. That's the provable result. I've done this once and then I got tired of the, the, the equation and just decided that I was going to use that as the canonical correct way to do this. You should be able to go to pgp.net.nz colon one one three seven one or any any of your favorite key servers and do this same process. I'm just telling you that what worked for me was going to openpgp.org. So if you try a different server and it works, let me know and just confirm that that I was just doing something wrong all along. But the um, the 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 thing about keys.openpgpg.org is that you can upload a key, and I know you're thinking, "No, Clatu, I don't need to do this. I've already done this. I've done and I've done a send. I've sent it to the servers in a terminal. It's fine. I'll just do it my way." I'm telling you, don't do that. Go to keys.openpgp.org, click upload, even if you've already uploaded your key. Click upload, and then it's going to tell you to upload your key. Well, in order to do that, you need a nice little tidy key file to um, to to upload. So, back in your terminal, you're going to do gpg dash dash, or I think you can do gpg2 dash dash armor dash dash export, and then the the email. Of the you know the user ID that you want to to export so that's uh, or of the key that you want to export so that's class example.com for instance in in this scenario redirect to pubkey.asc that's the correct way to export all the metadata out of your key chain or your key box into a, a little self-contained file okay. Now you've got that, so you can click Upload on keys.openpgp.org, select that .asc file, and upload it. If it already has a key that matches that key, don't worry, it will just update your existing key or or whatever it does. I don't know, I've never run a key server, but overwrites it or patches it or or whatever it does. It's not like you're going to have duplicates on there or anything. Just the the most recent version will be there. Once your file is uploaded, and it it doesn't take but a moment, it's a very small file. Once it's uploaded, keys.openpgp.org gives you the option to get a confirmation email. This is the thing that was new to me. I've never seen this before in my life, didn't know it was a thing, didn't know it was possible. I don't know if it's something specific to OpenPGP.org. I I don't know. But you can click on the confirmation email thing. It will send an email to the email address uh, that you've got in that key, and, and then you can respond to that email. And then there's confirmation that, yes, that key exists, and yes, it actually does have the authority to lay claim to that email address. So do that. That's the missing component. For me, that was the missing component for about a day. I kept uploading my, my key uh, just manually in, in a terminal with the gpg2 option to, to upload the key, and, or send dash key, uh, and that just wasn't doing it. It wasn't sending you the notation, it wasn't sending I think the primary user. There there was a bunch of stuff that it just wasn't sending. So don't don't do that. You gotta do it through openpg keys.openpgp.org, or else this whole thing will be for naught. Alright, so once you've got that, go go grab a cup of coffee. And if you've heard my podcast, gnuworldorder.info, World uh, you'll know that I always tell people to go get a cup of coffee about halfway through the show. But in this case, I actually mean go get a cup of coffee because you're going to have to wait for the email, the confirmation email to come through. Then you're going to have to wait for the key servers to synchronize around the globe. So this could take a, a wee while. It won't take all day, I don't think, but it, it could it'll take a cup of coffee. So go get a cup of coffee and then come back and complete the mission. What's the mission again? Oh yes, we're trying to tie this key oxide thing to our mastodon profile. What have we done so far? Well, we've generated a key. You may or may not have already uh, already had a key, so maybe you skip that step. It's fine. We've added notation to our existing key, and we've set a primary user for our existing key. We have uploaded the key to keys.openpgp.org. We have clicked a button to get a confirmation email. We have responded to the confirmation email by, by clicking the link you know, in the email, the little confirmation link. That's where we are right now. This is an exciting moment because this is where it all comes together. Remember the key fingerprint that I had you remember earlier? Well, don't worry if you don't, that's fine. Um, it's probably in your history, first of all. But you can you can also just do at any at any time you can do a gpg2 space dash dash show no list dash secret dash keys, and that'll list your secret keys. Look through there, find the one associated with your with the email address in question, and and notice that uh, there is a big long number just under the, just above the user ID section, that's your, your fingerprint. So copy that, and now go to key, and go to um, keyoxide.org slash hkp slash, and then you paste in the fingerprint. You see a little profile page for yourself. Now notice you haven't like opened a an account with key oxide you haven't registered for key oxide all it's doing is verifying it's looking at your key and it's verifying or it's it's parsing that information that's all it's doing so you are you're you're telling key oxide to go look up that key by that fingerprint it is reading the key that it finds and it's parsing it it's finding out the user id the primary user uh, of that key it's finding out the email address, it's finding the 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 uh, fingerprint, and then I guess most importantly in, in this scenario, it is also finding the link, the proof, proof at ariadna.id data that you've put into the notation field. And as I look at mine, it does appear here. Uh, in fact, it's, it's a little bit weird looking right now it just says dash 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 cla at mastodon.xyz what's the dash 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 it looks like some weird signature file or something no this is a, a, a essentially an unused proof this 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 is notation that you've put into your key but you haven't utilized anywhere yet how do you utilize this well go up to the URL bar of your browser just copy it's keyoxide.org slash hk P slash and then the the fingerprint. Go to your Mastodon profile where you got your little verification link in the other exercise. Uh, so I'm gonna just going to go to go to Mastodon, click Edit Profile, and then scroll down to a section called Profile Metadata. There's four different fields: label, 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 content, 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 content. And so I'll just type in I don't know GPG, and then in the content. I'm going to I just paste the keyoxide link keyoxide.org/hkp/ slash big long fingerprint looks good and then I'm going to s- click the saved changes go back to go back to Mastodon click on my click on my uh, name and sure enough my profile now has a gpg uh, property with a little green tick mark by my keyoxide.org/hkp blah 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 and that's a clickable link too so if someone was to click on that because because they don't know what key oxide is yet they can click on it and they'll there's my profile like there's the there's the data from my key and and certainly if if they're savvy enough to to, to know what that means to to care about that then they can take that fingerprint they can look that up on the key server in, within GPG and add that my public key to their, to their key chain. Uh, they can look at who else assigned my key, nobody, uh, and, and, and make a judgment call. They can decide whether this means that I am more or less trustworthy than had I just taken a verification link from Mastodon Profile and put it on a website that I control. Is one worth more than the other? Well, like I say, in my case, in its current state, I don't really feel like this is worth anything beyond what just having a link on a website would offer because I don't have a ring of trust that I've built. I need to go to a key signing party, I need to meet people, I need to tell them my actual identity, I need to present them with a key bearing that name and then have them sign it and, and and so on. That's what I need to do and I haven't done that, so so I don't have a, a web of trust built up around my my cryptographic key. It's not oh, worth a whole lot. Anyone could make a cryptographic key, put my email into it and and then they would have a profile on Key Oxide that claims to be me. Now would I personally ever link to that key? No, I wouldn't. And so there would be the break in in trust. There, the fact that I never referenced that key oxide instance or that that GPG key. And the same goes, frankly, for a website. Right? I mean, anyone can get a website, put my information into it, and say that it's my website. But then, if my Mastodon account never links back to that website and vice versa, then or or rather, yeah, th- then 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 there's no reason to believe that my Mastodon instance, or my my Mastodon account, recognizes that website. So this is, in both cases, at at their most basic, it's just mutual confirmation that, yes, I acknowledge the existence of this, and I can prove to to, to a high level that I have control over both of these things. But if you go the Keyoxide slash PGP route, then you can go out and use the system built into PGP to get other humans to vouch for you, cryptographically. I hope this has been useful. I think that this is a really kind of important topic. Verification on the, on the internet is a really tricky subject. Um, I think a lot of people, I well, I know a lot of people don't really think about it that often. The fact that, Twitter was able to be the deciding factor in who was real or suspect for for years. I mean, we lived with Twitter for years. I guess we're still technically living with it. Uh, and and they were the sole arbiter of whether you got a checkmark by your name. And and who was it? Who who was Twitter? What why who what was the process? There's no transparency there. There's there's no real trust built in around Twitter. So at least at least with GPG... Uh, PGP, you have you do have trust that you can build in. So this is an important topic. I think it's a big one. Uh, so definitely, if if you're if you're using GPG or if you're interested in starting to use GPG uh, or pretty good privacy, then by all means, and you're using Mastodon, by all means, have a look at Keyoxide. The process is um, is not well explained on the website. I have hopefully explained it to you a little bit better now. Use it, verify. I think you'll be glad that you did. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by an Honesthost.com, the Internet Archive, and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.